At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Hygiene. Welcome to Oral Hygiene, where we talk about caught films, experimental films, educational films. Today's film definitely counts in the first category, probably counts in the second somewhat as well. This is Matt here. We got Andrew making faces. Yes. Okay, that's cool. I was going to say it's mostly an audio podcast. So if you just do like a peace sign, like no one's going to hear that. (laughs) This was for me. Yeah, it's really the benefit of that. Just since me. we're since we're such major fans of the band Faster Pussycat, we just had to do the the movie Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. <laughs> Can't name you one. I forgot that that was a band. No, I actually um, I, well, I saw that when I told you I was weaking while while waiting, and um, I, oh yeah, that was a band, and I was like, oh, so it's like a '90s like punk band. That would make sense. Nah, nah, nah. It's '80s hair metal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's more right or more wrong. So <laughs> either way, but yeah, yeah, this is one where um I just kind of foisted it on you because I was like, you don't even I, I did watch it. I this is probably the eh, fourth or fifth time I've seen it. Um, but I was like, okay, Andrew doesn't even need to watch this. He probably watched it last week. <laughs> I this is the fourth podcast I've been invited on to talk about this movie. Yeah. So I was like, this is in your wheelhouse. And and hell, I wanted to watch it again. I was like, wait a minute, we haven't done this one yet since we've kind mm-hmm. of taken the uh the the caught film mantle a little harder these days. This is uh this is one of the the essential ones. Yeah, I would agree. Um Russ Meyer, um, when people ask me, like, okay, I've never seen a Russ Meyer, which one do I watch? And I'm going like, well, there's there's three distinctly different Russ Myers uh, in terms of the movies. There's the nudie cutie Russ Meyer. There is the roughy Russ Meyer. And then there is the early to mildly middling stage of dementia Russ Meyer. Right. So, so, no, no. Where does this count? It's, it's got like a, it's got like three nudie shots, right? Uh, this is a this, this is a roughy because this yeah should... I'll say it's mostly a roughy but uh it's it has a little bit of the early sixties what nudie cutie vibe where you don't actually see much of anything. I mean, yeah, it, the point of the roughiness not was not necessarily um, the same as the nudie, whereas the nudie is mostly the point is the skin and the you know the tillating factor of seeing and that. volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you're thinking of actual nudist camp movies, right? No. Uh, <laughs> Is you know, like you know, the the uh, the earlier stuff, you know, the immoral Mr. T's in particular, which is like mm. the, one of the the pioneering adult films, you know. Uh, and so, but this would fall in for me with the uh, with Mud Honey and Motor Psycho, mm. which Motor Psycho is pretty much the the, the they've got a, a trio of men instead of a trio of women. Right, that was sort of the thing here. Oh, that worked out okay because his movies didn't necessarily make money, so it was kind of like let's no, you know, let's uh, let's just do the 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 negative thing, right? 
Um, I, I know for me, I guess, well, for, I first heard of Russ Meyer from Seinfeld. You know what I'm talking about? I've never seen Seinfeld. I can tell you where I first heard of it, but I want to hear this story first. Okay, there's a Seinfeld episode where they're all in the in the the diner they always hang out in, right? And um, Elaine, the 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 lady on the show, is just looking around and noticing that all the waitresses are large busted, and she's like, "It's like a Russ Meyer film around here, right?" So I was like, what? "Who's Russ What'd Meyer?" You, so- what did you think, like, when you heard her say that? Well, I did. Like, I, was like, I need to watch a Russ Meyer. Well, yeah, I was probably 12, so it, that came to mind for sure. But, um, you know, I was already into films. So I wanted to check it out. Now, the result of the episode is she tries to get a job there herself, thinking it's discrimination, and she's turned oh, down. Okay. So then she confronts the the, man, the owner of the place, and it turns out the waitresses are, like, all his daughters. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, well, it's a, it's a sitcom. They have jokes. But, um, yeah. okay, where were we? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, but... I mean, I just like found out who he was after that. I think the first Russ Meyer film I saw was probably Super Vixens. Where'd you get Super Vixens from? Probably from you. I think I just, <laughs> I think I just okay. did the VHS uh, two VHS dub of multiple Russ Meyer films. So I know I had Super yeah. Vixens. I know I had this one. Um, uh, th- those are the ones I saw the most. I, I know I've seen Mud Honey at least once. I remember not liking Mud Honey that much for whatever reason. Uh, if you rewatched it, you'd like it. Okay, maybe I would. Now, something that I never keyed into is his uh, non-independent films. A couple he did actually did for Hollywood. Like, I guess those are his best-known ones, but I don't. I'm not so into them. Um, I mean, there's want to talk about uh, what Fanny Hill and then um, and then uh, the uh, Beyond the Valley or, or the Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, right? Yeah, yeah, that that's I feel like that's his signature film and like as mainstream as he's going to be. Right. But uh, it's I'm like, weird as hell. Though. Watching that one makes me want to watch like other Russ Meyer films. I, I think the the low budget sleaze does some favors for the most part. I mean, he, he certainly was. I mean, it, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls is a movie that you're like, wow. I mean, this is from a major studio. It's kind of like when you watch Myra Breckenridge. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's from a major studio, but it's kind of like it still feels like he's as as much as that is. It's still like he has to make a couple compromises from just the you know wild stuff that came before and after. No, it's true. I mean, if one wants to see um, you know some of the wilder Russ Meyer, if the word vixen is in it at all, you're good. <laughs> yeah. So beyond the value of dolls, that, that's the Russ Meyer you watch with your parents, you know, for a family evening. <laughs> your parents are. I mean, there's still some. Well, if it has to be a Russ Meyer film, that would be the one. <laughs> It'd be the easiest prep maybe to find because it's on the Criterion Collection. Yeah. Yeah, this it is a classy film. It's Criterion. That makes sense. <laughs> um, so as this one's embedded, it's 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 been stitched into your soul. So can you give us a quick plot summary? Okay, yeah, um, you've got three women out in the desert. Varla, played by Teresa Tana. Rosie, played by Hot, And Bill, played by Lori Williams. And so uh, they're, they're racing a time trial, minding their own business. And next thing you know, a dude shows up. And of course, he's nothing, and he dies. And then the rest of the movie takes place in a, uh, a ranch. An old man that's got a lot of money. 
And he's also got a son um, who's a big lug they call it the vegetable. So there's a lot of intrigue that happens. There's a lot of um, soap opera-like drama that occurs. But uh, there's also a load of violence. Okay, that's your ending. That's cool. Um, yeah. You know, watching it this time, like, I, I guess, again, from Russ Meyer's perspective, it was the negative image of uh, motorcycles. But I was, I kept having the sadist come to mind. Well, that's because the sadist, um, uh, the, I guess it was based on uh, um, the same movie as Bad, or the same story as Badlands. Um, but here you had the sadist with some amazing cinematography. Now, Russ did not shoot uh, Faster Pussycat, but um, the cinematography is similar, uh, the way they get in the people's faces. And it's also the, the heavy terrorizing the normies. And also, it's, it's, it's driving me nuts. I can't remember the name of the dude that's in the sadist because he has a fantastic name. Arch Hall Jr. Yes, thank you. Okay. <laughs> it's a very, I, yeah, a nice arch name. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was but, in a couple Wild Guitar and uh, Iga. Yeah, that's a good one. What's the last one? Iga. Uh, I've not seen it, but yeah, I've seen the poster or whatever. But yeah, I, I did remember Wild Guitar being quite good. Um, yeah. I mean, the Sadist is his best, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, just went to this quick Arch Hall Jr. phase, like, well, geez, probably in university. Um, it was interesting uh, reading about Russ Meyer's film crew at this time, uh, his independent crew basically being like his army buddies, and they'd run it like they were storming Normandy or whatever. That's mm-hmm. true, and the women were not. I mean, they were part of you know the, the battalion or whatever. You know, yeah, it was but, all. You know, I guess this is where we need to uh, turn the screw over to. Um, Tura Santana, who is the the other major force on set. So if they were getting a little too military and she wasn't down with it, she'd let that be known because uh, she was like kind of living the life. I mean, she did. She was like Kill Bill as a teenager, right? Tura Santana's life story is absolutely could make an incredible revenge film um, because it is one. Uh, but Tura is the real deal. And so um, she and Russ were like foils of each other you know they're both very tough people and both like knew what they would and wouldn't do and so tura fondly remembers uh russ um and their working relationship and um you know russ had a great deal of respect for her and so uh i can't remember exactly what the reason was why they never worked together again but um I mean, the combination, as you can see on screen, it's completely lightning in a bottle. It's just amazing on both sides. I mean, he at least showed some regret that he didn't do that later on. Like, well, geez, I really should have done that. What's, what was wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, no, he his talent pool came largely from burlesque and, um, you know, dancers and things like that. And so, uh, you know, he was just looking for the ones that were more kind of workmanlike. Tura really was more of a independent, you know, force of nature. <laughs> yeah. So it may have been more than he was prepared to deal with at the time. But I think the result is definitely one of the, I mean, Tura's performance is Varla. I like to tell people to me, Faster Pussycat is a monster movie. 
and and Varla is absolutely the Godzilla of this picture. Yeah, I was about to say this is the you know like like Divine and John Waters films has like just a, you can like smirk a little bit right because it's funny, but you know Tura is like yeah. even more hardcore than that you know i mean john waters obviously like envies this film you know <laughs> yeah it's one of his favorites if not his favorite i've heard him mention a few times that it's his favorite movie like on like talk shows and stuff because that's what divine would say like i'm i am godzilla right <laughs> no that's absolutely true i mean that was what john um you know the only time i've spoken to him uh as a journalist um i had about 15 20 minutes with him on a press junket and he happened to pass that analogy on to me. <laughs> Maybe that's where I heard it from then. But uh, yeah, I mean, that goes without saying when you put on those films. So <laughs> yeah, is yeah. a big part of the charm. Uh, do I remember you meeting Tura at a convention in the 2000s somewhere? No. Uh, unfortunately, the time that I would have been able to meet the three of them was... Um, during uh atlanta's drive invasion when we were in junior high school ah <laughs> so on the wall of book nook there was an autographed photo of all three of them from a lucky soul that went to that um, <laughs> i do know personally one of uh, the russ meyer players but she was in the later stuff um francesca kitten natividad i first met her in 2006 and and she gave me a kiss <laughs> that's exactly and, the wire i'm crossing because that's still your prof, uh, profile photo on facebook isn't it <laughs> uh well that was the time we the first time we'd seen each other since then and mm -hmm. it turned out we had a mutual friend uh one of the times i was in los angeles and i got in touch with um francesca beforehand because we'd stayed in touch on social media and i just said look i'm in town do you can we hang out and she's like yeah if you come pick me up yeah and so she proceeded to, you know, she went out with my friends and I, and we took her to a Mexican restaurant and she proceeded to tell me many stories about many uh, male celebrities, penises. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, um, the groupies in the sixties, right? That would, uh, their, their thing was making casts of rock stars. Oh, the plaster casters. Yeah. Yes, One yes, of them yes. died very recently, like within the last couple of weeks. Oh, wow. Plaster okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, uh, she was the one that was married to him for a bit and uh, came back to help take care of him in his uh, in the, the years when dementia had really taken hold and he needed, you know, at home care. She came back and did that with him. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I'm sure we will be kidding one of the um, 70s ones uh, sooner or later. It's got to be up there. Yeah. Oh God! Yes, I forgot about Up. Yes, okay, I forgot about Up. I I guess Super is Vixen bonkers. is just one that stick. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that I think the tape I had what actually was because I was sitting here trying to remember what I put on a, one of those like extended play tapes because watching mm. these films on VHS garbage is like kind of okay. So yeah, it was Faster Pussycat, Super Vixens, and Up. That was the third one that I was was Up missing. is totally bananas. So those are the three Russ Myers I've seen a lot or reasonably yeah. a lot. Now asking me for the plot of Up is going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, I was I was probably like put some Russ Meyer films on this videotape and those are the three you put on there. So I don't think I was specific about which ones you should do. So Yeah, you um you still have to get his movies pretty much through him. Uh the Russ Meyer films um and this is a whole issue we can either get into or not, but the reason why he's just not 
more celebrated in the United States is because I think his own estate is, uh, is so weird about money that they literally don't want to hand over the negatives of his movies to be digitized. And, uh, I, the tapes that I, you were dubbed from me were places that were originally rentals from places that had purchased them from Russ Meyer himself. And I have a shelf over here um, of a tape that I'd gotten from him and his signature is on it. Yeah. I remember the, the, the distinctive uh, VHS boxes for those. Cause mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like are... a red and green and black and white, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're quite eye catching, but all the yeah. all the psychotronic films tended to have uh, the pretty good box art. So <laughs> now, Faster Pussycat has been released on Blu-ray. I don't know if it was in the United States, but I have that. And then, of course, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls uh, on Criterion, and then uh, Fanny Hill. Um, some other company released that one. That's another studio one. Um, so those are available. But um, my Russ Meyer catalog, as in all these other movies. Uh, that comes from Arrow Films, and it's a DVD set that I bought, I don't know, over a, maybe 15 years ago now. And But they have all the um, audio commentary tracks that he ever recorded. They're on there. Now I'm, when, I'm wondering for this particular one if the super secret weapon is the dialogue. Because you usually don't get like crack and dialogue from a, from a you know, z-level film right <laughs> i mean it it's not it's usually not great um mostly because they don't i think expect very much of the performers but russ was serious i mean he meant it everything and uh you know making money was cool but he treated it just like he treated like he said going in the battle and he kept doing that on all the other movies there are the squad they were not going to lose the hill <laughs> Like, you know, watching it because uh, one of the more modern, well, not that modern anymore, but I was like, well, well, Tura Santana or, or um, oh, God, the what's the character's name again? Vel, Vel, Vel I want to say Velma. Varna, I was, I, all I wanted to say was Velma, but that's Scooby-Doo. That's <laughs> oh, Varla, V-A-R-L-A. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was like, she would probably, you know, rip a new arsehole into Nomi Malone, right? So, <laughs> well, now, if we're going to talk, if we're going down that, particular area the opening scene of showgirls where uh, nomi gets picked up by that guy and she pulls a knife on him within moments um i immediately thought of russ meyer oh yeah that's that's where i'm making the connection but uh but you know to be fair it's probably a fair amount like now i'm pitting tourists and satana against like elizabeth berkeley and that's uh, not gonna go well (laughs) yeah no tura I don't know. You'd you'd more want to put her up in, against like Thor. <laughs> I don't know. How about how about Gina Gershon? How how would that go? She seems a little more hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> Not as hardcore as Tura, but <laughs> no, Tura is just that's the thing. You know, there's there's cunning, and then there's there's being clever, and then there's just really just a dent right in your head. With the uh, brass knuckles on, <laughs> or just the you know judo chop. I mean, she'll kill you just with yeah, one yeah. of those. And those were all moves she knew. I mean, oh, that's my point. It's the actress who knows those moves, isn't it? She apparently right. had to choreograph so, the fight scenes herself. Yes, it's exactly right. And and 
all character aside, Tura was, you know, and I'm I'm one of the people who helped finance the documentary that they're making about Tura and uh, Margaret Cho is the narrator. Oh right, so sorry. I'm, I thought I'm you got that sentence was continuing. <laughs> no, it it I I don't know exactly when it's coming out, but I've gotten all the updates, and every everybody who put money into it got a uh, download card. So I did. Ready, we can watch it. I did meet Margaret Cho once. I was in charge of shipping her around the university when she did a show like around 2000 or whatever. So, yeah, uh, I, I was at the show, but I remember you telling me that you'd gone to pick her up. Yeah, because I was like, okay, I got this university budget, it's enough for a pretty nice restaurant, but she insisted on Little Italy. <laughs> nice. Little Italy's good, give you a heart oh, attack yeah. for sure, but <laughs> you know, you get you. you, you you're getting so you're either in the mood or you're not it's still there yeah yeah i'm sure it is how how could it how could it it would be depressing if it's gone oh i saw in your post like the globe opened after two years so that kind of blew my mind since we did some filming there there. there there was oh <laughs> <laughs> i always well yeah because when i went in i was like hey is this the little bench that we filmed on is that still there and of course yeah i did and now it's new it's reupholstered and everything but you can still sit there okay that's cool but uh yeah anyway i just I noticed that um psycho vixens not a coincidence <laughs> no no of course not <laughs> i don't even remember who 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 actually put that title on it you or myself i just remember we're in the car, you may have been driving. We were getting on the 7810 loop. And um, I just remember hatching it out with you on the loop. <laughs> okay. So it was a collaborative title. But yeah, obviously that's, um, again, my rest Meyer knowledge is probably deeper in the Vixen territory anyway. So um, yeah. yeah. I, I, although this one does get a, give us a cat fight. You know, I think I looked at the timestamp. It was like six minutes in. We're already to a cat fight with the first two minutes being that weird, like outer limits narration. Yeah. Susan Bernard. Oh, you know, I want to say that uh, the guy who um, Stuart Lancaster, the guy who's was in Russ Meyer and many other things, I want to say he might have been the narrator. Oh yeah, yeah, possibly. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to violence, the word <laughs> and the act. Um, but uh Susan Bernard, who plays Linda, the girlfriend of the hapless victim at the beginning, she what I know about her is um she was kind of like uh had had kind of like a religious background or something. Well, I from what I understand her mom was on set because she was still a minor and her mom was, she was making yeah. a complete like you know, being a full-on like hollywood stage mom, mom. Yeah. yeah stage mom <laughs> yeah so that, but that that's meant she, always... she was like legitimately terrified of turo which works in the movie so you know yeah. method acting <laughs> <laughs> right yeah no um but uh yeah i i mean what i what i really love about the movie is obviously the tough talking ladies i love how different they are from each other i love the uh romance between Haji and Tura, I mean, the Haji, Haji is head over heels in love with Varla, but then, of course, oh God, the tragedy, <laughs> you know, near the end. I mean, it Knife just in the back. You know, yeah, and they don't <laughs> explicitly say that that, um, and they wouldn't in a movie, you know, from this time. 
um, because Russ Meyer really kind of tiptoed around lesbianism. Like the way he treated it was like a, like a 12 year old would. <laughs> but um, in this one, it's just like, you know, long glances and things like that. And mostly kind of the loyalty, but um, I do love, I, yeah, Haji's probably my, even though obviously Varla's the character, the icon from this movie, um, I think Haji's probably my favorite uh, character-wise and performance-wise. Um, several movie comparisons that I, I thought, well, one's not movie, uh, unless you want to take it once upon a time in Hollywood, but when they first get there, and the, the, I was definitely getting some you know, Spawn Ranch vibes, and uh, uh, Varla's definitely along the lines of your Manson, so... <laughs> Oh God. Yeah, no, she's definitely the leader and uh, cooler you know, and uh, by, by a long shot, of course, but <laughs> those shots of them inside the car. I mean, I don't know if it's obvious, but like the sky's not moving. <laughs> They're just kind of being shaken around in the cars, you know? Hey, I didn't like, know I was watching last night. So <laughs> no, that's it's well, always yeah. a thing. I've well, seen like, it in public a few times. Yeah. I was going to say that's, that's, um, you know that's that's magic tricks right you distract and uh yeah hope people well, don't notice the trick itself <laughs> you're looking if you're looking down her shirt you're not gonna <laughs> be looking at the cloud i suppose that might have been part of the logic behind it um of course rocky horror vibes because vegetables basically are rocky horror i know so, that's something um, you love about rocky or i love about rocky is you know i saw rocky for the most part before I saw any of the films that it referenced, you know? And so going back to it, you see so much of that in there and with, yeah, without a doubt, the vegetable and they, they call him that. Cause he's, he's just like the big lunk. He's Stuart Lancaster's son. Lancaster's character is in a wheelchair and isn't it where he keeps his money? It's wheelchair. I can't write. Yeah. I think that's yeah. where it was ended up being. Uh, but uh, Tura, that's a part of the movie. I don't really like, I didn't like that she now she does it with the vegetable, but it's her initiating that. And so it's sex is used more as a weapon right? than, than of any sort of romance involved. I mean, Varla gets what she wants and it doesn't matter if it's money or, you know, sex or whatever. This is all just like a, a means to, to get what she wants. And so, but I was mad. I was just like, God, there's no mortal man and fit to you know do anything like that she yeah. just seems to be in my mind anyway untouchable and and watching it this time around i was definitely like oh this lunch is also feels like the dinner scene in rocky horror kind of riffed off of it a bit we we don't get eddie under a table which is too bad and they haven't been eating him but you know <laughs> no but it's like what a great scene of that them inside eating together oh i love it yeah my Maybe my note here is did he just get apeshit drunk from one swig of the stuff but because <laughs> he's just like want once and then he's totally wasted <laughs> yeah that's true yeah no it's, maybe the, he's on some kind of medication yeah. no about and they didn't mix it together <laughs> i told you a story about um because they, they have the strange toast but nothing compared to the stranger's toast which i apologize i cannot sit here and quote but um this was also God. It was about twenty years ago. We were at like this hostel at the um, near the Georgia coast, and part of the deal was uh, they could have the hostel there because they had a deal where they would take this ninety-year-old blind woman to the juke joint every week. So they'd ask, like, "Does anyone want to come?" It's like, "Hell yeah!" 
<laughs> so, it, you know, it's like this way rural, like juke joint. And the only reason white people were even like allowed in there is because they were taking um, Miss. I, sorry, I've forgotten her name. But yeah, because we were taking this lady in to drink on a Friday night. <laughs> All they had to drink was like Miller High Life. <laughs> but fantastic. But type the champagne place. of beers, right? Yeah. She started making toasts, you know, like like old school toast. And what she was saying would make Rudy Ray Moore blush. Is that right? <laughs> it was just the most obscene things I've heard in my life. Oh, great. <laughs> Coming out of this 90-year-old blind woman with the Miller High Life. <laughs> That's great. Well, I mean, what do you got to lose at 90 when you're blind, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it was, you know, it was that toasting tradition, right, that Rudy Ray Moore kind of ran with later. So, but. Yeah. Because we're like, oh, oh, and then ra- he's sanitized it. Bloody hell. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I wish I I could quote it, but it's just it's too long in my memory for that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, there was there was every horrible word in it. I do remember that. So it was just sure. Like, and this fantastic. is a this is a family podcast. That's right. That's right. No, no. It's 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 it firmly just because I can't like do it justice by any means. Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, a little bit of the Texas chainsaw vibes, I suppose, as well, especially with vegetable. Yeah, I was going to say I um this this movie in particular may have gotten around the most um it may have been easier to see a Russ Meyer movie back in the 60s and 70s um than it would be in later years 80s 90s. And so um it's very possible that Toby Hooper and his see this. Yeah, I mean this would've been on your double feature, right? So People would have yeah. caught it randomly. Oh, oh, here. Sorry. Here's my note I wrote too. I agree with you. I feel like tourists should not be making out with any dudes. Okay. <laughs> I just I hadn't scrolled down. <laughs> yeah, we're on the same page there. No, it just seemed like a I don't know. It just it, I don't know. It just yeah, she just to me is larger than life. I mean, no reproductive system. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just you know, just a colossus. Like all the time vehicular homicide the cause of and the solution to all of our problems um yeah again with rocky horror i'm like it's kind of like the end of rocky horror we're just getting horsepower instead of lightning because it when they have yeah. to hit her like eight times mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where i got the monster movie thing from because you know it's the unkillable uh the unkillable thing or whatever yeah but think about 1965 tires those must be real indestructible especially driving around on these uh salt flats and stuff yeah no it's it's brutally violent um the final act of this movie and uh you know you think of at the time well what would they have seen that would compare to something like that you know this wouldn't be out of place in a jason movie yeah, because at the end we got um is it Linda going off with, with the other brother, right? And I'm like, well, this guy's still shady. <laughs> I mean, he drove her back the first time. <laughs> yeah. Kirk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty great. That was out of something like Texas Chainsaw. I'll rescue you. Psych, we're going right back. <laughs> I think that's where I really started thinking about. It. And then vegetables there. And uh, I mean, we've already seen him, but at that point I'm really starting to put the Texas chainsaw, you know pieces together so i mean you've got the rural family and some of the members are clearly crazed and other ones are like a little bit of um charming yeah (laughs) so uh 
Yeah, it is. I guess this is a ground zero for many other films because I, I, everything I mentioned came after, was it? Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, okay. Did. So this yeah. is certainly the, the spawning point. Because, you know, I do the Twilight Zone and, and one thing there is, hey, is this the first time this like weird sci-fi concept showed up? Which is not always the case, of course, but sometimes it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because so many of them were based on existing stories and stuff like that. But uh, no, um, you know, people often say like this is the quintessential Russ Meyer movie. I just, I mean, it's one of the greatest of the catalog for sure. But my way into Russ Meyer was um, kind of similar to what happened to you. I saw the movie Look Who's Talking about the talking baby Bruce Willis's voice. And this would have been in the late 80s. And uh, Kirstie Alley's character, who has yet to have the baby, but is very pregnant with the baby that's later going to be the talking baby. Mm. She's looking at herself in the mirror and her milk is, is coming in. And so her chest is swollen. And uh, she says, I look like a Russ Meyer movie. And I was like, I got to see a damn Russ Meyer movie, whatever <laughs> this is. But I'm sure it was years until I saw one. Yeah, I would have. I guess I, that would have been the first time I heard him. But uh, I didn't. I didn't really. I guess it, that Seinfeld episodes when it sort of took hold. But that is interesting. In the late '80s and early '90s, that was the the um, uh, basically the short form for for large breasts. <laughs> A Russ yeah. Meyer movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he, you know, that's just sort of what he liked. I, I think he just sort of. I mean, that was like the men were also really kind of, you know, tough looking as well and muscular. Um, and so I think that was just some kind of thing that he associated with, a, you know, a, a vision of, of femininity, but also like sort of a, a power, you know, like the women often use, like in Crybaby, they say our bazooms are our weapons. <laughs> um, that's kind of often the case. Um, that's the position he sort of puts them in. Right. So, and then, yeah, I guess this is the, the most weaponized film he did in that regard. <laughs> well, I mean, it could, it could be argued that, that uh, Vixen as well, you know, Erica Gavin with the twin torpedoes, but that's yeah. a whole other, but no, with this movie for sure. Um, because everybody's definitely in the case of Varla, her body is just an extension of her, you know, just her. Well, this I mean, one just adds so much attitude, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's almost just like, you know, I'll kill you with these. It's just a protrusion. It's like part of the edged weapon. I don't know. It's it's uh, like, let, let's, let's take, you got two, you got two, two brawlers. They can be male, they can be female. I don't care. So they're going to beat the shit out of two other people. One of them just completely rips the person apart and does it very deadpan and coldly. One of them goes about half that, but they're like shit talking the whole time and showing attitude. Which which one of those is more violent? Yeah, no, that's a good question. <laughs> it's a great question because uh, Varla, if you want to talk about shit talking, she's got the greatest lines. You know, you got a funny sense of humor. Try me, I get funnier. <laughs> or, you know, I don't beat clocks, just people. The most famous possibly line from it. <laughs> so I'm seeing if I, I got any quotes down myself. Because I, like I said, I, within 10 minutes, I was like, because I, I think watching this, like when I was younger, the snap of the dialogue didn't come through quite as much. But watching it now, huh. I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just super square jawed, very pulpy. 
you know, it's just, it's the Russ Meyer thing. Cause you know, Russ Meyer was, a, I mean, he was in a way kind of very old school and very sort of kind of traditional fellow. He just happened to be making these sort of proto-feminist movies without really knowing it just because he had a tremendous amount of respect for women as equals and colleagues. You got to remember Eve Meyer, his wife was a on a lot of this stuff. An old pervert with a thing for women? No way. That that's <laughs> to be fair that was a note for the uh for for the guy at the ranch but <laughs> Yeah. It seemed like no, the because... time to bring it up. <laughs> It was always a degree of kind of cartoonishness, a little sort of like a little Abner type uh, vibe, but um, it wasn't until later in the 70s stuff where it went, I think, full on kind of cartoon to where there was this sound effects and everything. (laughs) That's why I said up is probably the most bananas thing that he did. Oh yeah, I do definitely remember that one having some totally out there sound effects and stuff. It, so. it, it's it's just totally out there completely. Now, did you ever see the movie Pervert? That was sort of like a a horror takeoff on the Russ Meyer aesthetic. I don't believe so. You'd probably like it because the killer is a um, a disembodied penis. Oh, okay, that's fun. <laughs> who's who's? Wait, is it like Ash's hand in Evil Dead? Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Mary Carey, who was an actual adult film actress, um, is uh, one of the main characters in it, and quite good. Okay, it sounds solid. So you never know where we'll end up in this one, anyway. So, <laughs> well, you know, sometimes we recommend stuff. I don't know if Pervert is on YouTube. I can't imagine because I, I, I guess it's two weeks ago, as far as this podcast goes. We did just random ass did Terror Vision for no particular reason. So. <laughs> <laughs> great movie Kai, i need yeah. to revisit that well you'll have an excuse soon <laughs> um got anything else on this one for today no just that um the fact that you can watch it on youtube and no one has taken it down there were two uh, separate t- ones actually okay um question the um uh, you know the the ownership status of this particular movie um and indeed one of those where the the copyright is lapsed or something like that or was there some sort of an issue with it um i need to see this movie get a proper like restoration and release oh for sure yeah you think about all the years night of the living dead circulated around in just the most garbage presentations um, Russ Meyer's movies, although people saw him as a smut peddler, uh, they were some of the great American cinema of their time. And I feel like they age decently well because yeah, of how I mean, this, this one's not slow, you know, I mean, because a lot of 60s, you know, uh, caught films, uh, dragon spots and have those fantastic moments, whereas this one kind of rips and it's in the desert, you know, it's not like there's that much to see. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there's the actors to see, but yeah, but Russ, while not being the camera person on this, because he was a great photographer, it should be noted that he is the editor and Russ as an editor is a a mean machine. I mean, there's just it's a it's a master class every time. And the fact that you don't notice it, but you're like, damn, all this escalated rather quickly. It's, it's like because they say Star Wars was a terrible film until what Marsha Lucas got her hands on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so editing yeah. does quite a bit. 
Russ so. is known for a lot of things, but one of the first observations I made about him was he's just an incredible in uh I mean, you know, it's just like brevity. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sauce of wit. Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I guess tell them where you're at. Well, I have to say that in this instance, if you enjoy the works of Russ Meyer, um, you will probably enjoy um, the work of uh, my friends and I. Um, we make movies under the name Gonzorific, G-O-N-Z-O-R-I-F-F-I-C. Yeah, there's some um, some uh, adventures with some very tough characters that are quite busty and have an attitude. You can see plenty of those by going to gonzorific.com and uh, buying movies like Space Boobs in Space, Bad Girl Dracula, and things like that. Our latest is Ariola Jones and the home video Vixens. And soon, speaking of Russ Meyer, we'll be releasing Jugsaw. I'll keep you up to date on that. Um, I was doing a test, like reading a listening test for people yesterday, and one of the one of the questions was a lady going to a comic store and asking if they had superheroes in space. So I had to change the title just a little bit. <laughs> um, Appreciate that. Uh, the, the kids are sitting there, they didn't know us at all because their English is in their first language. But <laughs> it's like, I can't help it. I know I shouldn't, but I can't help it. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you got to get a little ha ha for yourself. You know? Right, ex- exactly. Um, as for us, it's oral, oral, oral hygiene, oral hygiene. I've, I keep saying it that way. I should change the name of the podcast. <laughs> oral hygiene. Horror's got to have some hygiene too. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's oral hygiene. It's at uh, Twitter and Facebook under oral hygiene pod. We're on Patreon with a bunch of podcasts under something podcastio podcastius. Uh, do support us pay for a zoom that's nice uh we talk about sci-fi films the twilight zone pokemon uh game game shows where people insult each other because they can't get the answers right is great <laughs> okay let's 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 rip off off into the uh the salt flats i guess were those salt flats how you know the desert the death valley well yeah because he could go oh, there and not death. be bothered you yeah. know Let's go to the salt flats and not get bothered. I go to the rice field. Right. Hmm. Let's knock out some some dudes. Did you advance the film strip? Are you on the final page? Well done. I have watched from the space above. The blue sphere I've grown to love. But I see explosions in the sky There is no more time to kill So enjoy your final thrill Cause I see explosions in the sky
have come to pass Yeah, 